John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica. This is the High Gain Podcast. Yep, the High Gain Podcast. You're doing great, John. You are really killing it today. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, what do we talk about on this podcast, John? We talk about guitars, Ed. That's cool. Guitars are cool. Yep. Everyone likes guitars. Yep. Little kids like them. Yep. Big boys like them. Zombies. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Uh, where are we recording from? Beautiful, hot, Wet Seattle, Washington. Hot, wet summer. West. West Seattle? West Seattle. You know what, Ed? What? My mouth is a little stingy. Oh, stingy from... From drinking a bitey beverage. Oh, man. And I like it. It's in a good way. We both got the same beverage, but you already started on yours. Yeah, Timber City Ginger Beer. It says Timber City Ginger. It's on an aluminum can with an actual printed label that's just stuck to a plain aluminum can. It's super small batchy. Yeah. You know how you know it's small batchy? How's that? It was $5 for a single can. <laughs> but it's pretty good. I think but, you're going to like it, Ed. Okay, here we yeah, go. I think I'm you going should cr- in. Crack it. Take a sip. Yep. Not too sweet. Nonetheless, very bitey. I've been rocking a lot of those kombucha lately. And this... Oh, yeah. It kind of comes in. Yeah. It kind of comes yeah. in afterwards, doesn't it? It's got the sneaker heat. Kind of kind of hits you with that strawberry up front. And yeah. Then, pokes you with a little ginger that's pretty good yeah what do we got we got filtered water yep we got ginger yep we got lemon juice yep we got some sugar yep we got some herb we got seasonal ingredients like strawberries this thing is called strawberry ginger beer you Uh know what is not listed strawberry yeah i'll bet that's a generic label and they say seasonal because it might change and they don't want to have to make a new label every time that's great I'm cutting them some slack is what I'm doing. TimberCityGinger.com, it says. I love when we endorse people that don't even know we exist. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Maybe I'll shoot them an email and and say, not for nothing, we love your beverages. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yep. Enough of this, uh, yeah, beverage talk. 
That's a cool. Play something cool. How about our theme song? Okay, play that. Yeah. It's pretty nice with the ringy chords. It is. Uh, it's a trebly banger. I like it a lot. This here, Ed? Oh, that guitar? This here guitar uh-huh. is a Univox High Flyer. It sure is. Univox was making these for a while in several different incarnations. It's one of those guitars you could see a lot of stuff with the Kurt Cobain playing a Univox High Flyer. And you know what I didn't want to do? Pay like $1,500 for a beat to hell Moserite. Right. I'll give you the most basic of rundowns with this caveat. Yeah. These were produced in what were called phases. Okay. Over time. So this is okay. phase one, and it is characterized most prominently by just a couple things. It's got P90s in it. Yeah. I don't think we've done a P90. I don't think we have either. So that's kind of nice. Yep. It has this raised logo on it. It's yeah. a raised aluminum plastic logo. That's it. That's your phase one. Uh, it's got two switches. Rocker switches that turn the bridge and neck pickup on and off. It's cool. On uh, a tone of volume. Yep. Comes in sunburst. The phase ones did not come in solid colors. Oh, only. Only sunburst. Okay. So how did this all start? You're aerating your ginger beer <laughs> beverage. Well Ooh. done. Yeah, thank you. A guy named Bernie Mursky. Bernie. Bernie. We got your Bernie Sanders. Yep. You got your Bernie Murskys. So you immediately They're... love him. Sure. Yeah. It's definitely one of those old guy names. I don't know a lot of millennial Bernies. Yeah. Bernie, pass me the mustard. Yeah. So Bernie has a company called Merson. He's doing stuff in the 40s. He's selling amplifiers. He's selling archtop electric guitars. He's doing it in and around New York City. There were a lot of dudes like the guitar thing and aerospace oh. industries back then. Yeah. Oh, are, are not unlike flyer. today with the tech booms and everyone wants to be in tech. There's a few of these guitars we've done where they just get spun up out of some little shitbag company yep. out of fucking Mississippi or wherever. And then that's where it begins. Very humbly with our man, Bernie. Sure. What's Bernie up to today? Bernie is very elusive. <laughs> I have not been able to find any information on Bernie. I'm hesitant to do it. Yeah. But in 1948, let's say Bernie is 20. Does he have much of a social media presence? Uh, like his Facebook page? Have uh, you found like much of a Twitter trail? No. You know, <laughs> you know, Henry has a Twitter account. Henry, Henry from, from Gibson. Gibson. Here's the thing. His account is locked down and private. He has fewer followers on Twitter than I do. I tried to friend him. <laughs> He hasn't exactly blocked me yet. So, Bernie, you're telling me Bernie's dead. If we have prematurely rung out Bernie... We could have. Uh, we could have. I am very sorry. My only advice to Bernie would be, get on the internet, get on Twitter, and uh, just do yourself a favor and build up that social media presence. Yep. Because we care. Yep. Otherwise, we're going to ring the bell all fucking day. Yeah, so Bernie, you know? with his company, Merson, gets <laughs> yeah. acquired by the Amplifier Corporation of America, ACA. That sounds cool. That it, sounds like a cool company. Uh, Mid-60s, maybe. Unicord acquires them. Okay. It's not Merson anymore, and okay. it's not Amplifier Corporation of America anymore. Okay. It's now Unicord. Okay. Until it isn't. Because uh, in 1967, Unicord itself gets purchased <laughs> by Gulf Western. Oil like, and hospitality? Yeah. Are they? <laughs> 
best Western Western? Are I, they those guys too? I don't, I, I don't know. I know. I lived quite a bit in the South. Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, Missouri. And wow. I believe there were Gulf gas stations all over the place. There were Gulf gas stations in New Jersey. We think it's those guys. I think it's those guys. Now, here's the funny <laughs> Are part. Are making guitars. Yeah. Great. All those companies I mentioned, yeah. there must have been some kind of deal like, I do not agree to let you buy me out unless you retain some form of my former name. <laughs> right. What was it before? Uno, Unirod? Una, you, Unibanger? Yeah. <laughs> Unibanger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Unicord. Merchant to Unicord. To American Amplifier Corporation of America to <laughs> Gulf Western. So the and this uh, is in a span of like five years or something. Yeah. Didn't so you by say? the time it's done, the formal name of this company uh-huh. in 1967. Okay, Merson Musical Products, a division of Unicord Incorporated, <laughs> a Gulf Western Systems Company. Jesus Christ! That's the whole name. It sticks. It's got a really nice ring. Well, it does I have like a it. ring. We're not businessmen, John. We don't get it. And all indication is that Bernie, the last straw for him, apparently, was the Gulf Western part. Oh, not into it. As soon as Gulf Western hit the scene, Bernie said, fuck this, I'm done. Huh. He could get on with Unicord. Sure. Apparently, he didn't mind the Amplifier Corporation of America. Sure. Gulf Western, fuck them. Big Oil, are you fucking shitting me? Bernie's got some fucking morals, some scruples. Yeah, Bernie is not selling amps for the man. No, fuck you guys. I'm out. Exactly. He probably took a little of that Big Oil money, though. My man. (laughs) He dropped a mic. That was plugged into one of these amplifiers. Uh, I hope Bernie's still around. I hope Bernie's still burning through that Gulf Western cash. So they start in in 1967. What's the brand going to be? Let's call it Univox. Say Uh, the company name again. Merson Musical Products, a division of Unicord Incorporated, a Gulf and Western Systems company. (laughs) I love it. That's great. And you know what they do? I'm going to start a band called the Bernie Angle. Yeah. That's great. That's great. (laughs) The Bernie angle. In the 40s, he was in Meridian, Mississippi. No, no, no. no. Bernie was in New York City. Oh, New York City. Yeah, hard scrabble Bernie selling amps and arch tops in New York City. The Gulf Western Cats. Yeah. They up and move production in 1967 out of New York City. To? Westbury, New York. Univox, New York. At the exact same time, the Ventures are pretty big. They're yep. playing those Mosrites and, yep. and such what's. Yep. Where are they from? Uh, the Ventures are from Seattle. Aren't they from, like, Tacoma? Yeah, let's say Seattle. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're from Seattle. Uh, so maybe because of this, the first guitar is this High Flyer. And it is yeah. a pretty faithful, not exact copy of the Mosrite. <laughs> Yep. I don't know if people listening to this go, oh, the guitar the Ventures played? Do people know what a Moserite is? Like, I don't I don't know. Kind of an upside down strat. The bottom horn sticks out further than the top horn. Yeah. So it's kind of a, this asymmetrical yep. offset body. Even like the Moserite had also the angled neck pickup. And that brings us to this phase one guitar that we're playing and enjoying. That Red Witch fuzz pedal is kind of bonkers. It's kind of nice, huh? 
Yeah. So we've made a lot about this phase thing. 69, uh, mm -hmm. they made one called the High Flyer Custom. Okay. Not much more to that, except that the body is thinner than even this one. Oh, really? Yeah. It's available now in solid colors, like black. And it's got a tortoiseshell pick guard. What year was this one? Phase one begins in 1968. 68, we got Robert Kennedy died. He was assassinated by... Ooh. Sirhan Sirhan? Sirhan Sirhan, yeah. Uh... Ring it! Ring. Oh, jeez. There you go. Uh, we got MLK. Oh, boy. 68 was a bad year. Upheaval in this country. Yeah. yeah. Shit was going to hell. Yeah. Whatever. You know what we had? Uh, Gulf Western made guitars. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the right. The military industrial oil complex I, I, was making guitars. The White Album came out that year. Did it? That album is a little inconsistent to me. I think it's really good, but I think it's... Yeah. I didn't know the, that was a year. Wow, the that's year pretty I was cool. born, yeah. Yeah. So where was this thing made? People Boy. might be asking. Even though the headquarters of the parent douchebags is in Westbury, New York. Univox, New York. They're getting them from Japan. Oh, uh, They are course. not the only ones doing this at this point in history. The bottom wasn't well populated by the big boys, so the Japanese right. moved in. And it began basically the copy era. Gibson sued Ibanez because they were copying their designs. Yep. As far as I know, nobody ever sued... Uh, the Gulf Western Which oil is... dudes. Like, how are you going to sue the dudes with all that money? <laughs> uh, but Big oil. Know. I get getting sued. But this guitar, it is exactly a Moserite. The headstock, everything is right. the same. And it is super distinctive. There are exactly two guitars that look like a Moserite. And they are a Moserite and a Univox. Yeah. One of them came first, and it was not the Univox. So these were made at the Matsumoku factory in Japan. Worthy of note because probably the bulk of what was happening in terms of that copy activity was, was at that factory. Oh, a like all those guitars were coming out of one place? A, well, not all of them. But, yeah. Uh, I think we talked about our man Harvey Peatley. Hartley. <laughs> PV. Yeah. Yes. In uh, PV, Mississippi. Yeah. I the, looked that guy up uh -huh. and just looked at some pictures of him. Yeah. And he doesn't exactly look like a Hartley PV to me. What's he look like? Ah, uh, opened shirt, button down, at least one and maybe two or three buttons lower than it should be with like kind of gold chainy. Like. Southern Mafia. Yeah. yeah. No bolo ties there. <laughs> No, yeah. no, unfortunately not, because that's the image I had. Hartley, I had the bolo tie and maybe a cowboy hat. No, nope. he looks more Vegasy. Well, we talked about Hartley being the first to uh, utilize <laughs> sure. CNC machinery, right, to more efficiently create his guitars and necks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we might have to clarify that by saying maybe first in the United States. Our friends over at Matsumoko in Japan, mm -hmm. they were doing that in the early seventies. You know, it's funny. I just like to keep interrupting you at all times yeah. with these stories. It's my thing. Yeah. So I'm doing it again. I look forward to it. Oh, great. Yeah. A lot of those guitars that were made in Japan have held up. Even some of the Fenders, there's a difference between the made in Korea and the made in Japan. And the crafted in Japan Fenders are pretty close to the American made bar. And now everything is made in China, and I have this dread thing in my brain. Is quality going to continue getting to the point wherein 
40 years from now, people are looking at those made in China guitars, like the Squire made in China's, and they're going like, these are really quality instruments. We just did the Iceman episode. Yep. And Ed and I were both impressed with this Ibanez Iceman because it was made in China. Yep. But we couldn't help notice it was very well made. Yep. If the quality keeps going up and the price keeps going down, I fear for humanity. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, yes. Like nice uh, for guitar players, right. but like child labor over in Indonesia, what are they doing? In 40 years, we're not going to have to worry about how the guitar plays because the robots are going to be playing them. Oh, true. And we're all going to be dead. My computers are deeply moved by your loyalty. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, you want to yeah. know about phase two? Hit me with some high points. Additional finishes. You could get this in white now. Yeah. I think the white ones are pretty cool. The rocker switches? Mm-hmm. Gone. It's a toggle switch now. Okay. They switched away from the tortoiseshell pickguard into black or white. Okay. Pickguards. Okay. The headstock logo changed. This raised silver plastic piece. Maybe yeah. that was too expensive. I don't know what. They <laughs> okay. went with a decal. The decal that goes down the middle of the phase two and onward uh-huh. has that cool spacey kind Kind of logo like it's got that symmetrical kind of writing when did they switch to the humbucker 1974 is phase three okay new finish natural it's the yeah. 70s p90s are out humbuckers are in great and not only that but they did what everybody seemed to have been doing yeah back then with their humbuckers high output yeah. You might think, oh man, I like the P90s better. P90s. Why'd you put the humbuckers in there? Apparently, yeah. they were said to have quite unique tone for what they were. The P90s or the, the humbuckers? The humbuckers. So to this day, they're a little more highly sought after. Oh. So if you come across one of these that's cheap and somebody took the pickups out and put some bullshit in there, yep. if you can find some original humbuckers and put them in there, you might have something. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. 77. Okay. Phase four. Last and final phase. Oh, this is their final phase. This is your final fully evolved. Yep. The knob layout changes. Oh. You can see the volume and tone knobs are in a straight line. Yeah. uh, Going up and down from headstock to the end of the body. Nuts to butts, we call that. Nuts to butts. Yeah. Yeah. They put them horizontally instead. Oh, okay. And this whole jazz mastery kind of bridge dealy tremolo deal. They bag that and they go with a Gibson style stop bar uh, setup. Yeah. No thanks. Hard pass, hard tail. 1978? Yeah. Gone. Poof. They made other guitars, but this high flyer, thrown to the winds, torn asunder. Yeah. Ten years. That's we, a good run. That is actually a great run for yeah, that guitar. We got this guitar at Thunder Road Guitars. Thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, here in beautiful West Seattle. We stopped by and said hi to Frank and Chandler today. They were yep. both in. Yep. This is a Frank recommendation. He wanted us to do a strat, and then he said the high flyer. And I like this. I just think this is cooler and it'll probably be gone and we can always do a strat. But so if anybody wants to buy this exact guitar, the one we're holding, the one yeah. we're holding, yep. a phase one Univox high flyer mm. in sunburst, P90s, cl- cleanish tone, yep, yep, and it's very touch sensitive. So I'm sure. mellowing it out on it. Mellow it out, John. Now if I hit this harder, yeah. It really starts to growl. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's before I put some dirt on it. That's a little bit of dirt, I suppose. <laughs> so, yeah. you would think that in 1978, 
Yeah. It's said and done, it's over. Yep. It's not because this guitar finds favor with the people of our generation, Ed. I wanted to do this one because the Kurt Cobain. Yep. Yep. That's about a girl from Bleach. Bleach is great. When was Bleach? 89? 89. Kurt played a lot of these high flyers. He loved them. He had a habit of smashing them nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so every city that Nirvana went to and they <laughs> toured, yep. they had to send guys out to scour the city for Univox high flyers because Kurt would play a gig and smash that thing to pieces. Yep. And then they go to the next city and he would need another one. I read an interview with him where he was saying that he'd get pissed off at pre-Dave Grohl. That's where it started. He got mad oh. at the drumming and he smashed a guitar because he was that. so pissed off. Oh. Jack and Dino recorded Bleach and there's a couple of stores in like Tacoma and Everett that sold them handfuls of those <laughs> guitars and all of them for around $100 a piece. He smashed a lot of those things. We miss you, Kurt. We do. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, play someone else. Bands have followed in the footsteps. Yep. Verbena, 1997. Uh, this is a song called Hot Blood. It's yeah. good, huh? Uh, yep. It's very good. You know what I like about that one? You can hear the growl of the high flyer that on its surface could be anything with humbuckers. I was wondering as that was uh, playing. I was trying to figure out if that was the P90 or the humbucker. What do you know about the Mooney Suzuki? Uh, They've got an album called Electric Sweat. I like this. I like where it's starting. Yeah. Oh, that's real nice. Oh, wow. Yep. It's very uh, garage rocky. Yeah. I'm into it. That's really nice. Yeah, very garage. I. Pulled up the Wikipedia there from New York City. The Mooney Suzuki is an American garage rock band. Is this the punk instrument? <laughs> and... Yep. Yep. You yeah. like the Burning Brides? Um, I don't know much about them. This is Heartful of Black from Leave No Ashes. Yeah. Oh, okay. It sounds very The Who, just right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh... Yeah. I picture windmill oh, guitar uh -huh, technique uh -huh. from that guitar player, fist up in the air with the pick in it. Yep. 
I can picture those guys in a garage, a 20 by 20 garage, and just arena rocking the fuck out of it. Out of the garage. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's what I think of those guys, and I think that's great. I bet they play shows to four people that are killer. I bet they go hard every time. That was Burning Brides. Burning Brides. We'll have to check out more Burning Brides. Yep. We're going to end with something a little more on the unusual side, Ed. Yes. Do you like the frogs? I do. Yes, so do I. I don't care if you disrespect me. No. From the album, It's Only Right and Natural. Yeah. Great. That's got a... uh... That's got that watery Nirvana thing going on from, like, Come As You Are. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That was a good drum break. Yes. I feel like making love to all the men tonight. Yes. I'm into it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful night. (laughs) Yeah, the frogs. Who doesn't yes. like the frogs? Yes. Dummies. Dummies. <laughs> dummies. In- intolerant dummies. Well, do you feel like you know more about the world of Univox? Bernie something? Bernie? Bernie? Mursky. Mursky. So you think Bernie, Bernie left us a legacy here? Bernie no. would not have liked the frogs at no, all. No, no. He would have not cared for what they were doing. He would have guitar. upended his oatmeal at yeah, the table, man. Yeah, exactly. We didn't talk about Eastwood Guitars 2018. You cannot make a guitar like that without having it licensed. Eastwood uh-huh. would have the pantsuit off them because they make an exact Moserite right. slash Univox and- high flyer. Yeah, no, I think that's a. I think it's a cool guitar. I think. Uh, Where does this fall on the if you would buy one scale? I have wanted one for a really, really long time. Had I seen one in a shop twenty years ago, I would own it. Right. Am I compelled to buy it today? I think if I were in that garage band or a surf band, I would absolutely want one. And maybe a, you know, if you're in a if you're in a Nirvana cover band, you better get a Univox High Flyer cuz yeah. I think it sounds cool. I think it looks cool and I think it is inexpensive. It's a $600, $650 50-year-old guitar. I think I would almost certainly rather have a Univox than an Eastwood, I think. The practical concerns on a guitar like this are few, but still legitimate, like tuning stability. Is this thing going to stay in tune? Mm -hmm. So if Eastwood was doing something and I had to have something this shape, I guess I'd wonder, like, okay, does it stay in tune any better? Yeah. But but other than that, two thumbs up over here at the high gain. Yeah. Yep. Uh oh, we're out. By the ground. Yeah, that's uh, great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh where can people find us, John? You can go to thehighgain.com. Yeah, yep. you could go to Facebook or Twitter yep. or Instagram. Yep. Or you iTunes. could go uh you could go look at Berkstad if you wanted oh, to find yeah. more of John's stuff. Yeah, V-E-R-K-S-T-A-D. Yep, you could go to Tofu guns on the Twitter if you're looking for me. If you're looking for Ed. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, write a review. Yes. You you never call. You never write. Right. Go to iTunes. Write a review. That would be great. Smash that like button.